Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you, and you guys are in for a real treat for this special afternoon episode. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Maxwell's Cigar Bar, Mr. Harvey Birkin. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. We have, uh, we've been chatting about having you come in the studio for some time now, almost uh, immediately after my wife Holly and I moved here, and I have so been looking forward to this. Holly and I have been here all of six months, maybe, and how long have you been in this community? Well, I actually live in Marietta, but uh, my shop's been here since 2010. Oh my! I bet a lot has changed since then. And your shop—it's—it's—it's—is uh, it's, uh, it's, is it Arnold Mill? By the time you get on that side of Main Street, or they call it no, something else? That side is uh, Town Lake Parkway. Town Lake Parkway. So yeah, uh, if you would for the folks, the address of Maxwell Cigar Bar. What's the address and kind of describe the location? One five zero Town Lake Parkway, Suite one five eight, Woodstock. <laughs> So the way I describe it is it's a five minute walk from Stone's house because <laughs> Holly and I bought, bought a home right there on the edge of town. And uh, yeah, it's like a four minute walk to Rootstock and then another minute to over, over to your place. And occasionally coming or going, particularly if it's um if it's like uh, late afternoon, early evening, you know, I've, I've seen deer a couple of times in that, uh, in, yep. in that woods right there. You had to. <laughs> So, uh, mission, purpose, uh, objective, uh, what prompted you to, um, to have a, a, a cigar bar? What, what are you trying to create for people with that? Well, I've been a fine cigar lover for about 35 years and, uh, I've been in the car business, gosh, half my life or longer since 1979 and, uh, made good money in the car business, much better money than I'm making now. <laughs> But I hated going to work every day. Um, it just, I, I didn't look forward to it. And uh, I really had no intention of opening a cigar bar until about the last year I was in the car business. And uh, I just started putting some ideas together, started looking for a location, and uh, boom, here I am. Um, it was a it was tough get going. Uh, we opened up on Chamber Street, right in downtown Woodstock. Mm. And uh, I was scared to death. Uh, the condos upstairs where they were, when they first built them in 2008, uh, they were asking 500 grand for one bedroom. Wow. Um, and when I leased my spot in 2010, the sales office had a sign out front condos from the one forties. So, I mean, just, you know, the economy busted, right. and, uh, you know, just nobody was buying them. Um, and my only hope to do a decent business, I was right across from uh, pure taqueria and they have an upstairs outdoor patio that people eat at. I thought, well, maybe I can get enough traffic just from people sitting up there eating, deciding, hey, you know, after dinner, let's go have a cigar, have a glass of wine or a beer. And uh, that's how I got started. And uh, it was tough. First few years, I had to keep putting money back into the company. And uh, it probably took three or four years before it started holding its own. So what was the biggest challenge in getting that thing um, up and running, if you remember? What was what was the toughest part? Oh, going through all the licensing. Ah, uh, yeah. <coughs> I hadn't thought me. about that. Yeah. I, if I had known all the stumbling blocks, <laughs> um, I probably never would have done it. 
That is not the first time we've heard very successful entrepreneurs come in here and they're, and they're like these 10 year overnight success stories, right? And they're like, if I'd have known then what I know now, I'd have done something totally different. Yeah. Between uh, the health department and the city licensing and the state licensing and, you know, everybody, uh, so many people trying to um, make tobacco illegal. Uh, and, you know, they try to group cigars in the same category as cigarettes. And, uh, you know, it, it, so many studies have shown they're, that they're totally different. People don't chain smoke cigars. They don't inhale cigars. Uh, they don't have the same health risks as cigarettes do. Um, but, you know, the government keeps trying to lump them into the same group. So you built this business and it had its trials early on, as you've described, and then you made it over some hump or some series of humps. And now you've got, you you have this thing going, but I've been there. I've been there several times now. Uh, Sometimes I'll just pick up a cigar, but, but, but a few times I've sat down and just sort of, um, I've enjoyed the people watching and just kind of hanging out and, and relaxing. You've built something far beyond a place to uh, to have a, a cigar or, or a beer or a little bit of wine, you've built this. Um, you've built this destination. You've built this oasis. You've built this. Uh, I don't even know what the right word for it is. How you've built this thing that I don't even know how to describe. And it wasn't really part of a, any kind of business plan. It just kind of evolved. Um, you know, there's a lot of cigar stores. There's a, a ton of cigar stores in the state of Georgia. I mean, uh, there used to be over 200. I don't know if there still are. If a pandemic put some of them under. I don't know. Um, but a lot of them, you know, they're just a walk in, buy cigars and leave. Uh, a lot of them, you can buy cigars, sit there and smoke. Um Most do not have an alcohol license of any kind. Uh, in fact, when I was originally trying to open, I was looking for a place in Marietta in Cobb County where I live and not realizing it, but at that time or still, um, you can't get an alcohol license, even beer and wine, unless 51% of your business is food. And I used uh. to be in the restaurant business and I am <clears throat> not interested. In <laughs> you knew you didn't want that. The health department put me through enough hoops, uh, just because I have to wash glasses. Um, <laughs> I had to put an extra bathroom in. I had to put a um, certain type of floor down under a three compartment sink with a hand wash sink and uh, things that I never would have had to done if I would serve wine in plastic cups. But I didn't think wine goes well with plastic cups. So I succumbed to their uh, requirements and, uh, and they, and they charge me every year for health inspections. And, um, you know, I don't know really how much they expect to uh, inspect. Because all I'm doing is washing glasses. Anyway. Well, I just, I just so enjoy. And sometimes like, um, you know, tomorrow I may go grab a cigar or two, you know, just so that I have a couple at the house. I haven't, um, don't have like a humidor at home or anything, but I got one, you know, what a quarter of a mile away (laughs) that Harvey maintains. So I don't even have to worry about it. Uh, but I have also enjoyed just chilling out. Um, there's two or three, four screens in there. You can watch the sports or, or, uh, sometimes you'll have like the cool car channel on there. Uh, but one thing I have noticed is often, um, right. The screen right behind the main, the bar thing, there's often a Cubs game going, (laughs) what's the deal with that? (laughs) 
I'm from Chicago and I am a diehard Cubs fan. So uh, if there's a Cubs game on TV, it's going to be on one of those screens. Um, <laughs> otherwise, it's going to be, I, I have the uh, MLB app on my phone. So if it's not being televised, I'll, I'll sit there watching it on my phone. Um, but we're, we're a little different than most of the other shops. Uh, in, in fact, I've got people come in that say, you know, I pass by four cigar shops on my way here. I said, wow. why, why do you come here? Well, because, you know, I go into other places and there's little cliques of people, um, you know, sitting around talking to each other. And, uh, it's almost like, you know, I'm sitting there by myself. Uh, he said, this is like a cheers. <clears throat> uh, you walk in, you're greeted, you're helped. If you need help in the human or, uh, people sitting down will say, Hey, first time here. Hey, let me show you around. Um, it's just a very inviting, open atmosphere. Um, another thing that sets us apart from most of the other cigar stores is uh, we have live entertainment on Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, it's mostly blues. I'm being from Chicago. I'm a big blues fan. Yeah. Um, some rock and roll. Uh, and we get the quality of the, the talent that we get musicians. It, it amazes me that they will play <clears throat> for as small amount of money as I could afford. <laughs> And, and the reason I, I'm, I've got such a tight budget on the entertainment is because uh, I don't charge a cover charge. So oh. the music's free. And to help the musicians, because I know I don't pay them nearly as much as they're worth, I'll walk around during the night with the tip jar and try to collect some money for them. Um, but I, I don't charge a cover charge because I don't want to deter the person that just walks, wants to walk in and sit down and smoke a cigar and have a beer, right. um, you know. Um, so therefore, you know, I don't charge a cover charge. I don't want to, um, have those people turn around and walk away. Well, thank you so much for going to the trouble and expense of getting the beer and wine license. Cause it is very nice for me. Uh, as my listeners know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the IPA <laughs> and as much walking as I'm doing, I haven't really lost any weight because I typically will cap my walk off with an IPA, <laughs> either walking by reformation or by, or by your shop. But it does make all the difference in the world, you know, being able to have a glass of wine or, or pour a beer. And, and I see that people really enjoy that. But, um, did you ever anticipate, maybe you knew what you were doing from day one. Maybe it just sort of came together. Um, I mean, there, there is this cheers, there's this norm <laughs> atmosphere that, that is, that is there, that that's got to feel good to know that you helped create that. It, it does. I mean, I've been in sales all my life. So, you know, customer service is, is very high on my priority list. Right. And, um, you know, another few comments I hear from people going into other stores that the, you know, it's like, they don't care if you're there or not. Mm. Um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not there, I'm out of business. So, um, you know, when I first opened, uh, you know, I wanted to carry a certain kind of beer. Um, I didn't want to carry light beers or anything like that. And if I'd have stuck with what I liked as far as cigars and beers, I probably would have been out of business in six months. Because uh, most people like light beers. Most people like mild cigars. Mm -hmm. uh, not my favorites, but, uh, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm in business for you. I'm, you know, you're, you're what makes the business go. So I got to carry what customers want. 
So how does one, because the whole cigar world is relatively new to me, like less than two years um, uh, for me. How does one go about choosing how to stock like that humidor? For me, I'm now kind of getting in the groove. I'm trying to stay open-minded and try different things. But I have, I've begun to land on a couple of old standbys that I know I'm going to enjoy this one or or that one. But you must have a, a, a tremendous number of choices available to you, how do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. How does that un- unfold? Well, because I've been a cigar smoker for you know thirty plus years, um, I, I had a basic knowledge of what a lot of cigars were all about, as far as flavor mm-hmm. wise and construction wise. Um, so that helped me tremendously. And then uh, you know, I'd look around at other cigar shops and see what they were selling that I wasn't, and um, you know, taking uh, uh, cues from my customers. You know, if they didn't see something they were looking for. Um, they would ask me about it. And, you know, if I had enough people ask me for something I didn't carry, I'd start carrying it. Okay. And it just, uh, it just grew from there. So I am not the the person who buys a box of cigars and then takes them home to a human or although at an event, which was a great deal of fun for me uh, for a brand that I do enjoy uh, Perdomo, that guy, that guy who I'd seen on the YouTube videos, you know, yep. I got to shake the, you know, the hand of the rock star and, and, you know, he's a big deal in that kind of, you know, in, in that world, I bought a box and, uh, and took the, and took them home. Do people come to you and buy boxes or do most people buy smaller like I do in your situation? No, we get lots of people that come in and buy boxes. Oh, you do? Um, okay. We, we, we never did before. Um, you know, when I first opened, people were coming in and buying one, two, three cigars at a time. And that was it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I try to push sales up a little bit by uh, my everyday special, which I still have. You buy five cigars, you get the sixth one free. Uh, or if you buy a box of cigars, you get 10% off. Um, but since my business has evolved and grown and I'm able to stock more back order, I mean, back stock of uh, items uh, right. because the boxes are there, I'm selling a lot more boxes and that's tremendously helping my income. I'll bet. I'll bet it is. Now a business like yours, as um, cause I'm kind of from the, the services training consultancy world way back when I had black hair and something closer to a, to a job. So I have a little bit of a feel for what sales and marketing you know, can be in, in, in that world. How does the whole sales marketing thing work in a, in, in a, in a situation like yours? Like, do you advertise? Is it all word of mouth? Is it, I don't even know how you go about getting well, on the map. It, it's mostly word of mouth. I, when I first started, I, um, Oh, what's that thing called where you sign up and, uh, you can go in and get half off or something. Like oh, that. well, now, like the Groupon? Groupon okay, Groupon, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I, Groupon. I, I did Groupon, uh, which, you know, turned out to be, you know, fairly expensive, but at least it got me an initial um, group of customers that right. never heard of me. Um, but I really don't, uh, and I tried a couple of local newspapers from time to time, uh, but the only advertising I do now costs me <clears> nothing. I do um, uh, Facebook um Twitter and, um, you know, I've got an email list that you can get on it also. And I post, uh, entertainment that's going to be on weekly and, uh, um, any new cigars we may have any special events like cigar events where sometimes we have scotch tastings, whiskey tastings, bourbon tastings. Um, I post all that. So if you want to get on my email list, I can tell you how right now. Yeah, go ahead. We'll do it at the end too, but tell them now. How do, how okay. do people start kind of getting tapped into your community and see what's going on? 
just uh, go into your text and text the word cigars to 66866. 66866. Just text the word cigars. It'll prompt you for your email address, and then you'll be on our list. And you'll know everything that's going on in Maxwell's. <laughs> that, well, that, that's handy. Okay, so let's back up even further. You talked a little bit about being in the car business. I can't remember now if it was before we went on air or after we went on air where you talked a little bit about being in the restaurant business. Uh, where did it all start? Like, did, uh, did uh, you went to school? Yeah, back us up a little bit. Let's get the backstory on okay. how you got here. I went to uh, Southern Illinois University, hmm. uh, home of the Salukis. Um, <laughs> what is a Saluki? Saluki's a dog. It almost <laughs> kind of looks like a greyhound. Um, right. Anyway, not a very big sports school, although they did make the Sweet 16 uh, in basketball a few All times. Right. But, uh, uh Terrible football team. Uh, you know, it's, it's not really a school to go to if you're into sports. Um, I got my degree, funny enough, in broadcasting. Uh, yeah. But getting out. Uh, I was managing a restaurant, making three to four times as much as I would have as a starting out disc jockey. So I just kind of passed on that and kept with the restaurant business and then opened a uh, Chicago hot dog restaurant in Gainesville, Florida. And uh, it lasted about two years. And uh, I decided to get out of it, move. You're uh, just very entrepreneurial, though. I mean, just pretty early mm -hmm. on, you sort of did your own thing. Yeah. But after the uh, after the restaurant business, I wanted to move back to a Big city, but uh, mm -hmm. something that didn't have the severe winters like Chicago, but right. it had four seasons. So Atlanta seemed like the perfect place. I was single at the time. In fact, I'm single again. Um, and uh, Atlanta, But lovingly attached, I understand. Lovingly attached is correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Shout um, out to her who is not, she doesn't like to be out there out front so much. So, right. right. But her name is Patrice. All right. Shout out to <laughs> Patrice. Bless your heart, Patrice. Thank you for uh, keeping Harvey happy. <laughs> So I moved here and, uh, after the restaurant business, I was a little bit scared of, uh, sticking my foot in the water to open another business. So I got <laughs> You're into, a little gun shy. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So I got into the car business and I was in it for, <clears throat> like I said, over 30 years. And then I decided, you know, I'm, I'm getting up there in age. I, I hate what I'm doing. Um, and that's what, you know, made me do the switch. That, uh, I mean, did you, you had to, you had to be a little bit nervous. Oh, I was scared to death. Scared to You'd death. have to be. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I, I believe it's your son that is there quite regularly. Is, is, so is this uh, now or will it become a family business or is this a distraction for the son until he figures out his own thing or? Uh, a little of all of the above. <clears throat> <laughs> But doesn't that add a – the reason I'm asking is we have had – in fact, at, at one time, we actually had a show called Family-Owned Business. And um, it, it's my understanding from, you know, just kind of hanging on the periphery of that show and just running the board. I wasn't even part of the, the actual show. Um, you know, there's different dynamics and all that, right? I mean, <laughs> do, do you talk about that at Thanksgiving dinner? Is it like off the table? I mean, there's, there's, it's a different dynamic, right? When well, he worked for me for the first couple of years that we were open, first two or three years. And, um, it's, it's, it's tough working with family. So, uh, the, uh, the working relationship ended for several years and, yeah. um, he's, he's grown up quite a bit and uh he's come back to work for me again uh probably I would say within the last year. So uh yeah, we're we're getting along much better than we used to. <laughs> <laughs> well no, I think like and my wife bless her heart. I mean, she's uh, she's the only reason that I could even, you know, do this kind of 
do this kind of thing, especially in the early years. Uh, and I, I often will ask her advice and I'll, and behind the scenes, she might, um, she might record a voiceover or, you know, but I don't know, day to day working. I, I mean, that would be a different, that, I don't know if I'd be willing to, to, to bite that off. So as you think about, um, the future plans, have you pretty much just got this puppy dialed in and, and it is what it is and you're going to ride, ride it through? Or do you have some vision of doing something more and in, in different in, down the line? I had thoughts of opening, you know, a Maxwell's two or, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, no, at, at my age, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Okay. I'm going to keep this doing it until I can't do it anymore. And then, uh, we'll see what happens, put it up for sale or, uh, you know, see if my son wants to buy it. There you uh, go. Or knowing with so. the community that you've built, you, you might be able to sell it to your customers. <laughs> oh yeah. I, would, <laughs> Seriously. I, wouldn't, doubt, I wouldn't doubt that. At I all. bet you could, I bet there's a dozen, you know, a half a dozen, a dozen that say, okay, we're going to buy, we're going to buy Harvey's place. In fact, there were a couple of spots that uh, were open that seemed to be crying for a business like mine. And several of my customers had offered to back me if I wanted to. Oh, wow. so, yeah. So uh, they, they know that, Maxwell's is a good place and they would, I guess, like the formula and I wouldn't mind putting some capital into it. But uh, like I said, um, no, I don't have that much energy (laughs) anymore. Well, I mean, and and why necessarily do it? If you've built what you wanted, you've created this thing and you have this, this marvelous community. And incidentally, my experience has been, and I've only been going there since maybe January. Yes, there are this group of regulars and yes, you do see them visiting with each other. And they are very quick to invite someone like me into the conversation in a heartbeat. And they're very um, quick to be helpful. And I, and so I'm, I'm accustomed to being in some environments like that where you can tell that there's this, this inner circle, which is cool. And so you have, you have that group that, uh, oh, that's the other thing. Are they playing trivia sometimes on one of those screen? Yeah. Okay. I thought, and so you've got like this regular group and they're doing something interactive. Uh, but even if I just stand there for a second and smile, I mean, they're inviting me into the conversation and it's, so it's a, it's a, I don't know. It's just a very inviting, welcoming environment. I uh, forgive me. I can't remember whether I just read it on the internet or if we already talked about it. But there's a story behind the name Maxwell's. Yep. Yeah. What, what's the deal? Because you're not, you're not Maxwell. <laughs> I, I'd be sitting in my office uh, in the car business, you know, at uh, downtimes with legal pads full of, uh, full of names that I wanted to come up with for the cigar bar. And uh, I just go through sheet after sheet after sheet and nothing really seemed to click. And then uh, all of a sudden Maxwell's came to me. Maxwell uh, was a dog that I had that we, oh, had, my. we had to put down about, uh, oh, about 15 years ago. But he was my best friend. Um, I would come home from the car business sometimes not till midnight, one in the morning. He heard the garage door open. He'd come running down the stairs, follow me around through my routine where I'd go back upstairs, change clothes, Pick out a cigar, come down, <laughs> uh, put some jazz or blues on the outdoor speakers on my deck and sit out there and smoke a cigar and have a glass of wine or a glass of scotch. And uh, he'd just be sitting on the deck with me, you know, oh, like, wow. like right by the steps, you know, like uh, watching over, you know, just to make sure everything was okay. I'd finish my cigar, my drink, I'd go back in and we'd both go to bed. Um, and about the first week after he was gone, I'd go out there and smoke a cigar and I'd just be crying my eyes. Oh my gosh. Anyway. So I figured, uh, 
Let me name the place Maxwell's. It sounds like a fairly classy name. Uh, yeah. uh, keep his uh, name alive. In fact, I've got a picture of him behind the bar. People come in and say, are you Maxwell? <laughs> say no. And I point to his picture. I go, that's Maxwell. Oh, I love it. Oh, my gracious. What a what a dear story. Well, I'm going to be uh, looking more closely for the for the picture of <laughs> picture of Maxwell. Okay, somebody out there, before we wrap, let's let's see if we can't um uh maybe shrink the timeline and and reduce the friction for somebody else out there if, if they've got similar hopes and dreams. Somebody out there is in their version of the car business, whatever it is, and they've got some some thoughts, you know, and, and maybe it's only when they've had a bad day, but maybe they're there it's happening more and more and they're thinking, you know, I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna straight I'm gonna I'm gonna step out and I'm gonna open a business. I'm not gonna be hemmed in by this thing forever. Um, what advice, what counsel, if any, do you, do you have for someone who may be considering, um, making that jump? Do some research. Um, 99% of the people you talk to about it are going to tell you it, don't do it. It's going to fail. Stay in your secure job. Don't listen to them. Um, because when you're on your deathbed, uh, you're probably going to be saying to yourself, what if I had done this? What if I had tried that? You know, who knows? Why did I listen to all these people who told me he was going to fail? I mean, everybody that starts out in business is scared to death. Um, you just got to jump into it. Uh, I did scared the life out of me, but uh, <laughs> it was also, it was one of the most exciting moments of my life when I decided to actually go ahead and do it. So that's my advice. Well, I'm glad I asked, and I I can tell, and I know it's coming through on the airwaves too. But sitting here, um, listening to you, and and watching you describe the feeling that you have from being the guy that put this thing together, um, I mean, I, I can I can I can hear it in your voice. I can see it in your eyes. And I could I could almost feel it in your heart that you really um, are. You're really glad you did this. And it wasn't just about the money. I don't, I don't sense. No, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm making a good bit less money than I used to. Uh, uh-huh. But the stress level is so much less. <laughs> My happiness level is so much higher. So uh, that. That's all I can say. Right. And I don't even know how you put a price on some of that. And and I'm getting to learn and know more and more. One of the things that I've enjoyed, I mentioned the one event, I think, uh, where the gentleman, is it, is it Nick Perdomo? Nick Perdomo. Okay. That was really fun. and did the event and we took pictures and, and I, I did buy a box at, at that time. And that was really cool. Um, but you, you have the, the live music, which I want to circle back to before we wrap, but you, you have events from time to time. Now, a lot of people listen to this material on demand. So if you're listening, in 2022, 2023, don't go to this event we're about to talk about. <laughs> well, Stone will probably be there. By that time, Stone might have a locker. Stone, But Stone will be there. Uh, but but like as early as, for those of you who are listening on, on demand down the road, we're, we're like right neck deep in the, in the heat of summer. Uh, it's, it's, it's late July. And, but it's, it's, it's as early as tomorrow. You've got another one of these kind of event things, right? So you yeah. talk about that type of thing and, okay. and that event. Well, today is Monday and uh, this Wednesday we have uh, an event with a company called Drew Estate, which a uh, huge company. They sell, uh, they're big on flavored cigars. They call them acids. Um, they got real strange names for some of their flavored cigars, but they also mm-hmm. have um, just um, um, regular 
uh, cigars that cigar enthusiasts, cigar aficionados ex- absolutely love. Mm. Um, and that event is going to be this Wednesday, the 28th of uh, July at from five till 9 PM. Uh, there'll be giveaways, door prizes. There'll be all kinds of specials. So if you're around and you're a cigar lover or just want to inquire about them, come on by. And so you'll do a, apparently since I've lived here less than six months, you've had two or three of these things mm-hmm. um, that, that at least I was, I was aware of. So you must, you just do this periodically from different brands or different, right. different things. So, so that's fun to be a part of. Okay. Back to this live event thing. Um, the, so is this like most weekends or, or is it like a weekend a month or how does that work? No, my events, well, I used to do like one event, one cigar event a month. Uh, uh-huh. And then the pandemic hit and uh, most of the companies would not let their reps travel. Right. Um, so we kind of did away with the events until, you know, this year when. Started to open and back up yeah. again. And then what about the live music stuff? Live music, we had to cut out last year. Um, in fact, City of Woodstock told me I had to shut down in March of 2020 because I was a bar. Ouch. And uh, I looked up on uh, Cherokee County Health Department's website, and the definition of a bar is uh, a store that sells, I think it said 70 or 75% of their business is alcohol. And mine's nowhere near that. Mine's like maybe 20%. So uh, I stayed open. I closed the lounge, which, uh, and I cut my hours back to close at six o'clock. Uh, but you can come in, you could buy cigars. You just couldn't smoke them on the premises. Um, and, uh, the stores on both sides of me were closed. So it didn't bother those, um, entrepreneurs, but uh, a lot of my regular customers, they'd come in at 11 o'clock in the morning when we opened, they'd buy their cigars, take out some folding chairs, sit out front, <laughs> socially distancing out front, six feet apart. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. So, and this would happen every day, you know, they just sit out right, there smoking right. cigars. Uh, and I remember one day I was out there and, um, um, a law enforcement officer, I can't remember what branch or uh, if it was city or county or whatever, he pulled up and uh, he walked up and looked at us and said, uh, you guys six feet apart? We go, <laughs> yes, we are. He says, ah, I'm just kidding. He says, I'm just here to buy some cigars. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. But now things have started to come back to a little bit of sense oh, yeah. of normalcy. So you've got, um, you just had live music this past weekend because my nephew went in, bought a couple of cigars right. and we were asking about it. So you'll have live music again, like in August or? No, no. Live music we have every weekend, every, every Friday, every Saturday, Friday and Saturday night. Holy cow. Nine till midnight. How do I not know that? Okay. All right. Well, then I got to, you're probably going to be seeing more and you're more in the kind of the, the blues. Yep. Oh, I love the blues. That's going to be, well, no, you color me there and I hope our listeners will, will, will take a shot at it too. Okay. Before we wrap, let's make sure uh, once again, that our listeners have some good points of contact, whatever you think is appropriate. The email, the texty thing. I got to ask you about that off air because that's kind of cool if they can text that and then kind of come into your circle. Yep. Uh, LinkedIn, the email, whatever you think, website, whatever you think is appropriate. Let's make sure they can get to you. Okay. I, um, my address on Twitter is at Maxwell Cigar. Um, to be honest with you, I don't know what my, uh, contact is on Facebook or Instagram, but I'm on there. Um, <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> um, my physical address is, uh, once again, one five zero town Lake Parkway, uh, suite one five eight Woodstock three Oh one eight eight. Um, phone number for the shop is seven, seven zero six, two, seven, 
uh, email is info at maxwellscigarbar.com. Well, Harvey Birkin with Maxwell's Cigar Bar, this has been an absolute delight. I have thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more and, and visiting and, and delighted to share it with our, with our listening audience. I would love some time, if it would serve you and if it would be appropriate. I think it might be cool to do like a live broadcast from the Cigar Bar sometime. That would be awesome. All right. So maybe, maybe we'll, get that, we'll get that kind of thing put together. But thank you so much for investing the time to come down and hang out and, and visit. Thank you for having me. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, Harvey Birkin with Maxwell Cigar Bar and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio. Mm-hmm.